Mr. Feeney? Mr. Feeney? Mr. Feeney! And we're back. Yeah. Bam. Ba -ba 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 -ba. Oh, every time. <laughs> One day I'm going to bring a real air horn. <laughs> oh my God. And I'm just not going to edit any of that. I'm going to see it, uh -huh. the little spike, yeah, and I'm going to be yeah. like, I'm just not touching just gonna, that section. Anything yep. that's said around that section has to stay in. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I can't do it. I have watched the morning show. Have you? The whole Everything up. I guess there's a new episode today. Okay. Oh, maybe I haven't watched last week's or did. No, I think I did. I think I watched last week's. Yeah. Yeah, I did. So I haven't watched I haven't watched today's episode. Okay. It's a weird show. Is it? Like weird in a way that you still kind of recommend it or weird in a way of like no. It is it is weird in that someone described it, this one critic described it as like a funhouse mirror of prestige television mm. where everything about it should be prestige HBO drama style television but something's just wrong. Okay. And every time you think you know what the hell might happen, should happen, would happen, that thing does not happen. Interesting. And it's not in like a ha-ha-ha, cool plot twist. It's like, fucking what? <laughs> <laughs> You're like, that's just not... You're like, what the hell? That's not Why any... is that what the fuck is happening? Okay. Um, it's, a, it's like a weird thing to recommend because like, oh, again, it's so much of like, but I also do want you to watch it because I want to talk about it. Okay. <laughs> are you watching with Sarah or are you watching no, it independently? No, I'm watching it on my own. Sarah's okay. not watching I'll it. I'll have to start watching I'm watching Loki right now. So once I make oh, it through that, yeah, yeah. I need to... What I highly recommend, though, okay. is this podcast called The Candyman. This is the what? most insane podcast I've ever listened to in my life. It is an Australian scripted comedy podcast that is set up as a... A criminal investigation into the events of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. It's <laughs> <laughs> not where I thought this was going. No, it's so fucking funny. It's these it's three. Not where I thought this was It's these going. three Australian women who are in like real life professional comedians, <laughs> and they've written this scripted comedy podcast where they are playing themselves. But not like they're they are like using their names, but they are created these characters who are like investigative journalists producing this podcast true crime series, taking the events of like the movie, the Gene Wilder film, yes. literally, and like investigating the criminal conduct of that. like maiming these children. Oh my and, god. Like, that's so funny. It's oh my god! It's hysterical. It's and it's also chaos. Like yes. Anyway, sorry, we're barreling on. Oh my god! It's almost noon. I know. Okay, fuck. We gotta <laughs> do this. <laughs> sorry. No, it's fine. We haven't seen each other in like it's three true. weeks. It's true. It's been a minute. A it's lot very clear to, to all of our uh -huh, listeners. Uh -huh, I'm sure. uh -huh. All right. We're the Feeny Call. This is the Feeny Call. Welcome, y'all. It's the Feeny Call. I'm Skylar. I'm Megan. We did it right this time. Yay! So if you listened last week and were confused, surprise. <laughs> we're setting it straight this week. <laughs> Season 6, episode 12, Cutting the Cord. They are, um... They're, they're getting rid of cable. They're, they're, <laughs> they're, they're like, no forget more it. cable. Forget it. 
not right. paying for it. All right, I'm on the recap, right? Is it cutting the cord like the umbilical cord? Because I think that's the so reference. And so, okay. Yes, I think it's... I was like, Sean and Angela don't really cut the cord in this one. There's definitely some tension at the end. You can tell. I think they... the reference is to like cutting an umbilical cord, but I like... Because <laughs> of the baby But I also stuff. don't like that. <laughs> yeah. Don't care for no, that. No, no, I don't like it. All right, ready? Here we go. All right, so Sean and Angela make Corey and Topanga do a restraining order, and then Sean goes out on a date, and he's a sad, mopey sack of shit, and Angela's there with a date... And there's karaoke, and uh, then Sean doesn't feel like he can hang out with friends anymore because he's alone and needs to be alone. And meanwhile, Alan's going through a midlife crisis, and Eric helps a lady uh, in a Lamaze class, and then he panics because she goes into labor, and Alan helps her, and Eric's like, I didn't know what to do, but you did. You're going to be a great dad. And they're all like, yee, let's drink root beer. Let's drink root beer. And that feels like it's it. That's pretty much know. it. Kind of it. With one second to spare. With a second to spare. Wowie. Um, this episode's fine. It's got some fun stuff, I guess. I just love the fact that we are on a train at the moment of Eric being the best. Yeah. yeah he's he's so good in this episode, too. Although it looks like he's wearing a lot of makeup. Hmm. They really... I feel like they almost overdid it. Unless he just was eating really well that week and his skin was just... <laughs> But like most of the time I feel like he looks pretty normal and then all of a sudden he like he was sitting there with I think it was the oh the book the what to expect when you're expecting or whatever yeah all about pregnancy and they do a slow pan out and I was like he is wearing a lot of makeup hmm. maybe he had some big pimples maybe it was That's rough fair. Yeah. he looked pretty yeah he looked good so <laughs> what did you learn I god damn it I didn't have a lesson for this Oh, wait, you didn't do your fun fact. Oh, yes. I wanted to do a little... I just wanted to... This happened a couple weeks ago, so I know I'm behind. We haven't been, obviously, recording for a hot second, but I just wanted to pay homage to Willie Garson, who who passed at the end of last month, uh, was three different characters on this show, I believe of which we've all seen. Yeah. So, RIP to Leonard Splinelli. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. So, yeah, what'd you learn? I... God damn it. I learned that... Alan needs therapy. Um, <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I I don't know. There are certain things in your life that... There are certain challenges in your life that you may not feel like you prepared for, that you are prepared for, but then when you get there, you realize that you actually are, or if you still are struggling to be in that place, to keep pushing, and it'll be okay on the other side I guess I don't know how this applies to Sean necessarily obviously he ended up in a situation that he has never been in before where he's really missing Angela and really mm-hmm. mourning that relationship um, and now what he needs is time yeah. to recover from that whereas Alan has reached this situation in life that he is feels ill-equipped for and in the end realizes that he actually is really equipped for because he's done it before so it's just a new situation obviously because he's older and he's afraid that he's not going to have the energy and, um, you know, s- strength to give this child that he had for the other kids when he was a little younger, maybe a little more spry, but yeah, I, he ends up being prepared for it in the end. So life comes at you fast. It's a lot of unpredictability. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Life's tough. Get a helmet. Yeah. I think, uh, for me, it's a lot about letting go mm. of, of certain things mm-hmm. cutting go, the cord as cutting they say. the cord mm-hmm. letting go of things that are maybe beyond your control right mm-hmm. you know alan's trying really hard to control this image of himself and uh and the realities here of of the fact that he is older right and he needs mm-hmm. to i think let that let go of that and embrace the the 
pieces of him that remain constant regardless like yeah your body's gonna age but you're like you're still good um you're still good you're still usable uh (laughs) sean needs to let it go i guess yeah you know he's got a lot of emotion here which is like incongruous for me a little bit based on the way he responds to angela in the previous episode Mm -hmm. is the like he's not ready and doesn't know yeah but in this episode, it seems very much so like, like he, he don't like he knows. Yeah, doesn't doesn't feel like he's uncertain. Feels like he knows. It just feels like he wants to have his cake and eat it too. Yeah, he wants yeah. to be in a relationship with Angela, but he's still he wants Angela kind of in his back pocket, yeah. almost like a just in case type right. situation, which is not right. respectful to her. Right, which all. is why in the previous episode, she's like, I'm she's not going like, to sit no. waiting around. I'm not going to wait around like a fool for you to be ready. You know? And like, now it feels like because Maybe that's is, why, maybe, yeah. She, maybe it's because like she's finally removed she, herself from the back pocket. The she cut the cord and he wasn't ready. No, he wasn't. He's still oh my god, that. did we figure out the, the reason? The reason! The I was going on episode? and on about the umbilical cord. This is ridiculous. It's because she cut the cord and he wasn't ready. He wasn't ready. To fly from that nest. We're mixing metaphors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, it all applies. Uh, yeah, sure, yeah. sure. She pushed him out of the nest before he was ready. Anyway, Allie needs some therapy. I suppose he does. But I also respect, you know? Yeah. I get it. Man's in his mid-40s and he's having oh, another yeah. baby. Like He's having a hard time. What's really hard there is when he does the mental math, too. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. By the time this kid leaves, I'll be 65 or something. Like, yeah. He's 43, which in that case, I'm picturing Eric right around 20. Right. Since Corey's probably 18. So Mm -hmm. he had his first kid at 23. Yeah. Which is young. It is young. Very young. now he's 43 and having another kid that's a long span of just constantly having kids uh-huh, uh-huh. especially well, since and, morgan isn't fully grown yet yeah well and to like fully do this right now then he's like oh great by the time this kid's 18 he's gonna be i'll be 60 yeah like, that's a which hard, is true i mean when it's we a see, hard mental puzzle to do yeah just true for my father that's true he was how old was my dad he's my like, dad was 45 yeah when i was born wow my mom was 35 yeah, my dad was thirty-eight when I was born. Anytime after forty, there, that's that's tough. It's a late, it's a late time to have a kid. It not, is. not to say like you're too old to have a kid. Just like mentally, creates a stranger hurdle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Oof. So well, I get it. I understand why he's like, yeah, wants these things. I feel like Alan just has a lot of because Alan got married so young and got and just kind of had his life set up for him a certain well yeah he got married so young and had kids so young like he never really got a lot of oh not that he didn't get to do things yeah but But, uh, we we see him having a crisis when it comes to his um job yeah now we see him having a crisis when it comes to having another child late in life so i'm where my brain goes is you have some things that you need to process because you weren't able to Mm -hmm. you had you were forced into a life a different life maybe one that you didn't even plan so soon that now now you're processing yeah. and now you might not be processing in the most healthy way because you never right. learned how to do that right and i think so, i i i empathize, I empathize sympathize I don't know. yeah with alan because oh yeah i can see myself mm-hmm. in that situation. in this situation 20 years yeah <laughs> like very easily can see myself of being like in my mid-40s and being like oh fuck man truly midlife yeah i mean i've done some drugs i guess i've drank i've 
never ridden a motorcycle. But what? I've never ridden a motorcycle. Oh my god. Oh, I am curious about the casting for these dates. For the sole reason of they both can sing pretty mm-hmm. well. Yeah. So was they were that auditioning part of singers. The casting? Exactly. <laughs> were they auditioning singers? Ron doesn't have any or... lines besides exactly. like hello and then he sings. Like, so that's exclusively it. I feel like they would ask for a singer yeah. for his part because he doesn't speak. Yeah, I think so. I feel like if they this all were sing done pretty today, well, actually. They do. They all like even even writer. Writer like, sounds good. Sounds nice. Yeah. yeah. I think if this were done today, they would be famous singers. Yeah, they'd be like stunt cast mm-hmm. guest stars. Be like, yes. Camilo Cabello. Exactly. <laughs> like, exactly. And like the karaoke would go on for a lot longer. <laughs> yes, and it'd be like a whole number. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A whole production. Right. Because, um, yeah, I was I was thinking about that, something that I just had never thought about before watching this episode. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wait a second. They can sing. Was that a part? Yeah. Or was that it? Was I mean, that, it feels like it was it. And, it feels yeah. like that was the audition. Maybe not for the girl on the date because mm-hmm. she has she has some lines. Like maybe that was a part of it, mm-hmm. but definitely for Ron, like he doesn't do anything else. Yeah, it's kind of Donald Faison type. It's kind of <laughs> nice though that they invite him to not necessarily invite him, but he and Angela are in the student union with all of them, and they're just like, yeah, yeah, he's, he's there at the welcomed. end. Welcomed, yeah, yeah, he's just very welcomed. It's not like, oh, you're not Sean. And when Sean different. does his Evan Hansen. Yes, look at it. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh, did you see that movie? No, of course okay, fucking I didn't not. Okay, great. I wanted of course to I didn't see that well, cursed ass movie. I didn't know if you guys were like, you know what would be really fun? Which was what Quinn and mm. I did when we watched Cats. Get fucked Get up and fucked see up it. Fucked up and yeah. go see it. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No. Um, I feel like everyone is pretty rational in this episode other than Corey of course always yeah. Corey's always the exception to that rule yeah but I feel like there's no I'm not I don't see any of these characters doing anything super out of line right which is usually what causes the conflict especially sure. when it comes to any sort of relationship dynamic right there's not a lot of like conflict here no besides like Sean against himself mm-hmm. yeah and kind of Alan against himself yeah this is a man versus self episode. Yes. We're going to yes. identify our We're going to break it down conflicts. to the, yes, right? <laughs> the bare bones mm-hmm. of conflict. Yeah. Man versus nature, Eric, birth, nature, Eric I don't birth. know. <laughs> <laughs> but Eric's like so into it, which is so weird. funny to Yeah, me. it's funny. Yeah. Checks out for Eric, I think. Right. I kind of feel weird about the way him and Alan interact sometimes. Like some of the ways he talks to him where he's like, come on, man, dude, buddy. Like there's a lot of that shit. There is. And I'm like... This this episode feels like it was written like with a lot of like no homo, <laughs> <laughs> and like this is a father and son. And it doesn't have to be so like bro, we're straight bro, dudes, bro, yeah. Ugh, straight. <laughs> fair, that's a fair point. I don't know. There's that's not fair. a lot of tenderness until that last kind of moment where even then it gets like oh no homo y because he's like I can hug you and he's like ah yeah. And I'm like you just don't just, like, just relax. Just like be men who like talk to each other and like our emotion i don't know have emotions have some emotions for each other yeah anyway i just love the resurgence of good eric in these past episodes i feel like it's been it's been a lot of eric just being goofy and being dumb and a lot of good heart good heart eric here and i think we will for the rest of no maybe not for the rest of the season but there are a couple still really strong eric episodes that are coming up that's true you know the 
the tag on this episode where we go back to karaoke. Oh my god, and they're just having and, a blast. And it's clearly just Daniel Fischel and Ben Savage. Like they were like just like let it roll. It's yep. like effectively a blooper reel, but yes. they don't. But they don't really break character. It. They, they don't, don't cut it. Ben Savage is so good it's when so he's like, funny. yeah. <laughs> so. Oh my god, it's really it's a great bit. It's a great way to it tag is. this episode, especially because the like pre you know the end before that is like Sean <sighs> touching the glass or whatever, <laughs> <laughs> like reaching out for the glass. Like they're all having fun without without me. me. Yep. <sighs> The drama. Which I understand not wanting to, like, hang out with your ex-girlfriend and her new And I get person, Sean, like, I understand his conversation, too, where he says to Corey, like, it's too hard to be around you guys. Yeah. Like, I, I actually get that. That's fine. And you I know? appreciate like, I, the... We can see... What I think I like the most about that conversation is we can see the growth in Sean. Yeah. Because at first, it was just, I'm gonna storm out, I'm gonna run away. And now, it's like, I'm gonna tell you why I mm-hmm. need to take some space. I yeah. need space. Right. But I'm not going to storm out. I'm going to yeah. tell you why. And yeah. I love that in totally. that in that arc of Sean's character. I do too. And I think that like it's well reasoned. He also doesn't put the blame on anyone else. No. He takes He's the like, blame. He's me. like, this it's is about me, thing. man. Like I, I, I'm struggling with this and I need to go mm-hmm. figure, figure it out. It out. Yeah. Right? And so like, I'm not going to ruin y'all's time with yeah. me figuring it out. Like it's, that's some growth. It is. That's, oh, that's what we like call Sean engages in a lot of like reckless self-destructive behavior when he gets emotional. That's mm-hmm. like his pattern here. But generally speaking, he ends up pulling others into that self-destructive behavior while he's like spiraling down a la the cherry bomb early on yes. or other instances like this. And he puts it on other people to like, you know, Help blame it. it's because of something else or he's broken because of this or whatever. It's like in this, he's very much so like, no, listen, I'm struggling. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to ruin everyone else's time. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to figure this out mm-hmm. for me. So I'm going to be gone for a while. Yeah. I think it's good. It's effective. I think that's well done. Good. Yeah. Well, and I think it'd be a nice break for him also to say like, I don't know, get back to the roots of just him and Corey maybe spending some time together. Because I feel like we've been so... One of the things that we just saw when they went to Clavage mm-hmm. is... Sean needing to spend some time with the guys and other, I mean, single guys, but also just needing some friendship time, not around Corey and Topanga. And I think maybe pulling Corey away from Topanga for two seconds to go see a movie or go get a a drink or something like that is not only going to be beneficial to Sean, but also to Corey, which I don't know if we see that actually ever come to fruition in these upcoming episodes but i think together when sean leaves yeah i think that's needed because we've been so Corey and topanga heavy Mm -hmm. and it's just it's just been taken the relationship between sean and Corey has seemingly been taken for granted this this season well you know we're really i kind of wonder about the writer's room on this season in that like we know that sean writer strong was not necessarily going to come back right Mm -hmm. but he did obviously and i wonder because we're about we're we've already begun what is a serious like beat down and build back up of this character mm-hmm. you know like right up until Joshua is born basically that's when Sean comes back and is like a fully formed person again yeah we've been tearing him apart this whole season that's true and like next episode's when Chet shows up oh shit and so like if, when you not like, even realize that's the thing that. when you like look at this like arc in an onslaught here like we are several episodes in a row like slowly ripping this character apart yeah which is why again like i think when you don't watch it the way we're watching it and eventually you think about like how sean's dad dies and he just kind of drives off and Uh disappears for a little while 
you're like, oh, it's because his dad died. But then, like, really, like, this man has been wrung out this entire year. That's true. With, like, Angela and him falling apart here. And he's struggling to be around his own friends. He's struggling with school. Like, there's so many pieces of this that, like, that's, that is for sure, like, tipping point. We're not, you know, like. Yeah, absolutely. And so I wonder if in some ways the decision to keep for writer Sean to stay on the show had to do with, like, well, what's right? like a really you know more compelling arc for sean besides like flirt bad boy yeah you know yeah yeah let's really like round this character out tear him down to his core and rebuild it a little bit and maybe Ryder was looking for something like that because he gets to do a lot more interesting acting yes for sure like he gets to do a lot of good like quiet Mm -hmm. scenes Mm -hmm. yeah and maybe when they sat down and had the conversation Ryder was like Hey, I'm thinking of leaving and going to school. And Michael Jacobs is like, "What can I do to get right? Him like, to how stay? can we keep it? How yes. can we make? Can this I better? make you? Yeah, can I write anything for you? Can I do anything for you? Can I, you know? And maybe Ryder was just like, "I need to do more, some more serious acting, or I need yeah. to, I need to have a, a character arc that takes me away from that and makes me a little more soulful because." Right it's going to hit closer to home for me and yeah. stretch me more. I don't know. Maybe we're projecting all this into there. Maybe none of it's true, <laughs> but I like to believe it. <laughs> I like to believe it too. Well, Michael Jacobs or Ryder Strong, if you're listening, come on the show. True. All right. That's that, huh? Yeah. Who's your MVP? That. Eric. <laughs> back-to-back Eric's, everybody. It's a back-to-back Eric. I know, but he just does such a good job in this episode of like making Alan see. He also gets so excited about, like, I love to see how excited he is about having another uh, sibling because I we don't see Morgan so I don't know what her reaction is but Corey is like almost none the wiser <laughs> he's just going about his life just normal not seemingly catering to his mom or or trying to help in any way shape or form just you know typical Corey tied up in his own shit not really worried about any of that and so seeing Eric not only get excited about having the new kid Um, But also, like, helping that other woman when her husband's overseas and helping Alan see that he is a good dad and he doesn't... What makes him a good dad is not necessarily all of the active stuff, Uh which is even more interesting or even more layered because that is the relationship that he and Eric are tightest. Uh Where, I should say, that's the the spot in their relationship where they're the tightest is that physical stuff, Uh playing basketball tossing the ball around mm-hmm. you know and yet eric says that's not what makes you a good dad mm-hmm. i love doing that stuff with you but this is this all this other stuff is what makes you a good dad mm-hmm. and i love that that layered approach to eric's eric's take on their relationship and also i just think he does a good job all around in this episode it's and he doesn't case. kidnap anybody doesn't kidnap anyone this time so i'm saying yeah you made a good case all right thank you hold well on i'm gonna give it to sean yeah yeah kind of for what i said before i think like he he just shows a lot of growth in that conversation and like a lot of self-realization and that like he's got some shit he needs to work out and and he's dragging other people down right now and he needs to take that time and do that himself so yeah yeah i appreciate that we love when i when I, when someone comes love the character arc. yeah to take care of themselves and others that's exactly right sure all right what's that huh yeah a little bit shorter that's fine. Than the Christmas episode, it's okay. That's fine. <laughs> Probably for the I best. I didn't have as many notes, and we we talked about other Christmassy things. That's that true. Done, so. We did indeed. All right. Well, thanks for listening, y'all. Yeah. Check us out online at the stuff and the places where you go to things. Apparently, in the metaverse. Oh um, my god. Uh, the world is a horrible place. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
We are at the Feeny Call Podcast on Instagram, at Feeny Call on Twitter and Facebook, and leave us a voicemail if you want to be on the show. That link for that is in our Instagram bio and also in the description of this episode. And uh, if you want to email us instead, send us an email, Feeny Call Podcast at Gmail. Yeah, maybe tell us your favorite karaoke tracks. What are you saying when <laughs> you go out? Yeah, 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 I don't know. It's one of my is favorites. that what you go with? Not typically, but if I go back to karaoke ever, I might do that. Linus Morissette. It's something I've been thinking about actually during quarantine because I remember when we used to go to my buddies a lot and do karaoke, and you used to always be like, "You have to sing," and I'm like, "It's because you're a good singer. You should sing at karaoke." (laughs) And so now I'm like, I'm like, okay, when quarantine is over and we get back into it, like I'm gonna be spending a lot of time with my buddies because Rita has two shows there, Um, and so I'm like, I'm gonna be there for Rita. But I'll also invite people, yeah. and then we can do karaoke stuff. And I'm like, what do I to, do? I haven't been to carols since since um, COVID. Yeah, basically, and I love carols. Carols karaoke is great. I was gonna say I don't think I've ever been. Carols is uh, like a country bar on Clark uh, and Wilson. Yes. It's a blast. <laughs> anyway, my go-to karaoke stuff is a lot of like. 2000s pop punk or country yes. songs. Oh, I have a video of you singing Jonas Brothers on yeah. my uh, on my phone. Yeah. <laughs> you and Haley just going that's to how we do town it town on play my music alright anyway thanks for listening y'all as always class dismissed